Now, the brothers have called this a God-ordained way training, but it seems that from the beginning, we have been practicing a kind of vital group training. And so you may wonder, when are we going to get onto the God-ordained way? When are we going to begin to fellowship about begetting and nourishing and perfecting and building? You know, at the end of Brother Lee's time in Taiwan, he really came back to America with a, with a real precious discovery. And it became known as the God-ordained way. And the God-ordained way was presented to us in four steps. Begetting and nourishing, perfecting and building. Begetting, of course, through the preaching of the gospel. Then we go to the homes, the home meetings, for the nourishing of the new believers. And then at a certain point, we invite them and bring them to our small groups for the perfecting in mutuality to the point where they could be brought into the regular church meetings on the Lord's Day and participate in the prophesying meeting of the church. Well, now this God-ordained way has become very clear and it's very much of the Lord. And we are so burdened for this to be carried out. But the problem wasn't the the God-ordained way or the discovery of the God-ordained way. When Brother Lee came back to America and he began to uh, attempt to work it out, he had further discoveries and further realization and a further burden. Let me read to you something that uh, was in the first chapter of the book the practice of the group meetings. Now, I won't read a lot, but let me read a little bit. In our study over the past five years, the Lord has given us his ordained way for meeting and serving in the church. The God-ordained way comprises four steps. Gospel preaching, the home meeting for feeding the young ones, the group meetings for shepherding, teaching and perfecting the saints that they may be able to carry out uh, the work of the New Testament ministry, that is, the building up of the body of Christ and prophesying in the church meetings. So saints, this is our burden, is the building up of the body of Christ through the members. This is always the burden. This is the target, the goal, the destination. Okay, he says, he goes on, however, we have not yet found the practical way to carry out each of these steps. How do you carry out the begetting, the nourishing, the perfecting? How do you work this out? And so in those days, this is early 1990, Brother Lee came back to the matter of the group meetings. And in the group meetings, he saw that the way to carry out the begetting, the nourishing, the perfecting, and even the building was primarily through the small groups, that the small group became the practical church life, the practical kingdom life, and the practical building up of the body of Christ. And so he was so burdened that we would practice the group meetings with a kind of vision and, a, and a, uh, a real clear way before us that the church life in a congregational way could never meet the Lord's need. 
And so he, he led us in this way, and he then began to uh, develop this. Well, in the next year, that's when he began to speak about the vital groups. So this is why we are spending so much time to fellowship about the vital groups, because we cannot get to the real practical working out of the God-ordained way until we have groups of saints, groups of saints, small groups of saints who are like a, a little army, a platoon of soldiers who are burdened to carry out the God-ordained way. Many of us may have the feeling that we can jump right from being vital to the God-ordained way. And that's not right. You, that, that is not what we've seen. We've seen that the Lord's way at this end of this age is always in the body, through the body, with the body, for the body. We cannot do this by ourselves. We cannot be, even be vital by ourselves. We cannot be living and active without our group. And this is why over the last few weeks, We've been stressing now the burden to get companions. So we started off with being revived through repenting prayers, through confession. We also passed through a stage of absolute consecration to the Lord and a commitment to the training. And we continue that every day, the repenting, the confessing, the consecration, uh, we don't make this into a routine or a religious thing, but mainly we're trying to maintain a vital living fellowship with the Lord. And so then the next step was, see, these are layers. These are not sequential. These are layers. And each layer goes another stage deeper. And so as we maintain this living contact with the Lord, a fresh consecration to him, now we need to add the layer of our group, the companions. Now the Lord needs to form us into small groups of twos, threes, and fours, because this is the way. Now, after <clears throat> I spoke something a few weeks ago to you all, the Lord has continued to burden me quite a bit about this stage, this step of how to work out this grouping. Now, you know, this is like a marriage. There needs kind of a little courtship, a little opening, a little fellowship, and a real, a lot of prayer together to see how to go forward. Now, uh, the part that has become kind of the burden is that we are so accustomed to having a congregational kind of church life that we may find it hard for us to be grouped together. Even we get together with a small group, it becomes very formal. Even we pick our companions, we got one or two, so there's three of us, or maybe there's three, so there's four of us. And right away, we go into meeting mode where it becomes formal and rigid and we should read, we should fellowship, uh, even maybe we should open up to one another. 
And so it becomes another meeting. And that is not what this is talking about. So let me, let me jump now to a, some points that I've shared a number of times in various meetings and conferences, but I haven't mentioned them this time, but I would like to mention them. There are six points that describe a lot of our condition. And I believe there's light here to show what our real fundamental need is. Number one, most of our church life experience is in a congregational, and I mentioned this term congregational type meeting, where the meeting is formal, it's corporate, it has the feeling of a big meeting. And in this kind of, even our small groups are like this, even our home meetings and our small group meetings take on this kind of feeling where there's a leader, we start the meeting in a formal way, we may eat together, and then it's meeting time. And so we have this kind of corporate meeting. Brothers and sisters, this is not what we're talking about. This is not a vital group. This is the old way of meeting. This is the way of meeting in kind of the corporate way, or we could even say the old way. So that's the first point. We're too congregational. The second point is that the need of shepherding and the lack of shepherding in the church life is so strong and so apparent. We could be meeting in the church for years and the needs of the saints, our needs, the other needs are never known. We're kind of sitting there, we come in, we sit there, even in our group meetings, and we could be quiet the whole time. And the meeting is like that. And the needs of the saints are never known. In fact, we, we have this kind of concern that the needs of the saints, because they're not known, that no one is praying, and the needs are, remain unmet. Even if you had 200 saints and 20 full-time elders, they could, not make, they could not meet all these needs. These needs can be met in a small group, a vital group. The third point is that it's very easy to remain anonymous, hidden, and unknown in this kind of congregational kind of meeting. You can come in, quietly sit there, smile, sing, say a few amens, and leave. You may come in late, you may leave early. It, we even can pretend. We can come in wearing a mask. It's our meeting mask. And we're not genuine. We're not open. We're not known. So we remain kind of hidden and anonymous. This is really, this is tragic. The next point, number four, we've been in the church life, some of us have been in the church life for years, but we've never really been perfected. We could never speak something in a clear way concerning any points of the truth. We never had a place where we could practice speaking, practice speaking something of the truth. 
someone asks a question, why do I need to be baptized? We stumble. We're not so, it's not so easy for us to respond. You see, in the small groups, we all become teachers. We all become learners. We all are speakers. We're all equal. It's mutual. We need this, saints. We desperately need this. Number five, the fifth point is that most of us, sadly, most of us have been even in the group meetings, in the church life for many years and have never brought someone to the Lord. No one through us, no one through our group has been brought to the Lord in a definite way. This speaks of our kind of barrenness. And you may be successful individually, but the fruit, has the fruit, is there remaining fruit? Have they been nourished and perfected and now are building members? You see, this is the God-ordained way. The God-ordained way is not soul-winning. It's fruit-bearing. It is bearing remaining fruit as normal functioning members of the body of Christ. This is our urgent need. And finally, the sixth point is that our gospel preaching, even our prayers, our prayer life, our preaching is short of impact because it's done in an individualistic way. So today there is an urgent need for us to be grouped for our impact, for our prayers, for our fruit bearing. We cannot do this by ourselves. May the Lord have mercy on us that we would all get the best ones for our companions. Now I heard that there were some questions about companions, that my companion is, is in another city or another country, or is my child or my husband. All, these, all the time, these kind of questions come up as, you know, can this be a proper kind of or normal kind of companionship? And of course, any kind of companionship that helps us to maintain our vitality is very good. I would never, I would never say no to any of that, whether it's a daughter or a husband or a sister from another locality or another country, for sure. But when we're talking about the vital groups, and building up the God-ordained way in our localities. We need local companions. We, we need some who are in our, in our neighborhood, in our church, in our small group, some local saints that could really become our companions. Now, I hope this word would not discourage you but the reason I say this, and the, re the point is clear, that the goal, listen, the goal of the vital groups is to bear remaining fruit. And so if we want to bear remaining fruit from our jobs, our schools, our communities, our neighbors, our relatives, we need saints that are practically in our lives today to coordinate with, to pray with, to go out on the gospel with, to do visitations with. Sorry, I hope this is not too narrow, and I hope this would not discourage any of you. 
but maybe it'll help us in this stage of this training to focus us and to focus our prayers. Lord, give me a practical companion. Then the last point, and I'll use the rest of my time on this. This is, this is very important, and this is probably where the most burden I have. What do you do? What do you do with your group? Well, listen to this. I want to read another little portion. To carry out the group meeting, the vital group meeting, we need to learn how to have practical fellowship a mutual prayer, the care for one another, and the shepherding of the young ones. The first thing we need to care for is a practical fellowship among the attendants related to their daily life. Now notice this word practical. That means not spiritual. That means not, you know, it's practical. Saying, sorry, I, the words fail me. Listen, the fellowship in the small groups should include such practical matters as the health and circumstances of the saints in the group. All the matters related to the practical life of all the persons in the group should be covered in the fellowship. This kind of fellowship will spontaneously issue in prayer. You know, when I begin to open up about the health of my wife or the struggle to be in Germany or my financial needs or my health concerns or situations with my children, right away, even spontaneously or mingled with the fellowship, the saints will begin to pray, Oh Lord, and the prayer will just flow and we begin to bear one another in a practical way. So there's practical fellowship. And then there's practical prayer. Not heavenly, grow in me, O oh Lord. Precious prayers, make home in my heart. Yes, we have to pray that. But for this, this part of our training, saints, we need not only the practical fellowship, we need practical prayer. And then take it one step further where practical care, can I help? Can I bring meals? Can I offer some money? Can I go with you to shop? Can I go with you to the doctor? You see, saints, all of us have a lot of problems and we need others to not only bear fruit, but to get through the day, to get through the week, to maintain our vitality, to maintain our proper prayer life, and then for our fruit-bearing. Listen to this. This kind of fellowship will spontaneously issue in prayer. According to the need, we can intercede for each other. This prayer need not be after the fellowship, but should be mingled with the fellowship. Then another paragraph, the practical fellowship, prayer, care and shepherding are the basic factors of the group meetings. If we do not practice these, we will have no way to take care of every saint's needs. Okay, then uh, 
the small group meetings are the meetings of the members of the body. He says here, this is the way for the practical building up of the body of Christ. Well, saints, I'm very burdened that this part of the training is right now the most crucial part. It needs to be worked out. We have to find a way to have this kind of companionship with practical prayer, practical fellowship, practical care. In the future, we're going to talk about recovering the dormant saints and bearing remaining fruit. But until we have this group, it's very hard for us to move to that stage of the training. May the Lord be merciful to us. May he be with us and help us to take this step. May we all pray for this in a desperate way. Amen. I'll stop here.